so this has been our most requested concept when you asked people what they'd like to hear for an episode idea. Yeah, every time I uh, talk to people, you know, I just send out the message. Hey, w- what are episode ideas? We always get clockwork, and I've we've put it off for a long time because we don't play a lot of clockwork. I think <laughs> Kyle, you might have played the most clockwork because you played on the app. Is that right? Yeah, I played a decent amount for sure, especially with the challenges on the app. That seems pretty fun. Kind of get acquainted with the clockwork. But I'm gonna be honest, my root experience is largely in four player, and I. I Kind of as a side note, I don't think you can count the AI in the uh, Root Digital app as the clockwork. They are very, very different beasts. More like the clunk work. Hey. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The AI bothers me more than the idea of an automated like clockwork thing, which is why we had to bring on the man himself, Kyle Frost. <laughs> Welcome, Kyle. The other Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, we brought you on because, like, actually, Sam, how would you describe him as, like, the clockwork expert, the clock master? Definitely the most forward-facing clockwork fan. Is that fair <laughs> to say, Kyle? He's, I, he's clockwise. I like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because, you know, I have no involvement in the actual, cl- aside from, like, playtesting the better bot project stuff, but in terms of, like, my enthusiasm, um, I fully accept the forward-facing fan of the concept, for sure. (laughs) You're the only one who I know has recorded several videos of complete robo-rumbles, where you actually (laughs) just have all of the clockwork factions go against each other, no human players. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, I grew up watching, uh, what was that show? Was it called Robo? No. Uh... There's a bunch of them, like Robo Wars and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, with Bill Nye. Yeah, and they're just like tear yeah. each other apart. Uh, obviously, those were, you know, controlled by humans. But um, but yes, I have con- uh, recorded a number of those, more than mm-hmm. zero. Um, <laughs> and, and more than one, even, which other people would be like, all right, do it once and then never again. And, and right. my brain's like, nah, let's do it again. And is that something you do uh, for content because you're like, this is an interesting experiment? Or is that something that you're like actually interested <laughs> in doing off camera as well? Both. I've never, I've actually never done a Robo Rumble like just myself. I've only mm-hmm. recorded them. Um, okay. But my mind does really appreciate watching just like systems kind of spin and just see what happens um, when when they kind of collide with each other. And that's exactly what takes place when you have the bots just like like battles with each other so it's just a lot of fun for me to watch uh, my enthusiasm in the in the videos is absolutely not uh false um, <laughs> when something happens that's surprising i'm i'm just as excited as uh as it sounds on the in the video yeah it, it kind of reminds me of like do you guys know the marble olympics yeah. i do where it's like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It, it kind of it's, it's like in a similar vein of joy and whimsy and like just the, the arcane rules of clockwork all coming together to form something beautiful. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that we uh, I'm a middle school uh, band director and I have watched uh, I've gotten my kids into the uh, Marbula one. Um, which is the Marvel version of Formula One and like cheering for their teams, which is like pure like gravity and physics, just acting on glass spheres and nothing more than that. And let me tell you, the middle schoolers, they run with that concept and they are excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the fandom is real for it. It's oh so gosh. funny. Yeah. 
There's no agency. It's just <laughs> yeah, chaos. Yeah, total. Wonderful. Well, predictable chaos, right? If it's dot random, because this is just like asserting okay. something. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is analog dot random. This is just you know there is like a different a way that the bots get like random input, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that way, there is True. a cardboard dot random. <laughs> dot random dot enp. <laughs> well, speaking of concepts. If you don't really understand what the clockwork concept is, you may have thought maybe the paint is leaking in their homes and they're all a little delusional because I don't understand what any of those sentences are. What was the marbles? Have the to clocks do with are alive! <laughs> We're talking about battle bots. Battle oh, bots. Oh, that was that's it. Battle it was. bots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's explain the clockwork portion of Root because if I look back at every episode, we've never really mentioned it beyond just saying the word clockwork. So, yeah. like. From a from a bird's eye view, what is the clockwork component of root? Um, yeah. Uh, so the clockwork from you know again my as a as a uh, consumer of the expansion, the clockwork expansion is a way to simulate the experience, maybe not the exact play of uh, the factions in root, but kind of what it feels like to be on the receiving end of whether it's the birds or cats or alliance. And um, sometimes that takes a little bit of tweaking because you uh, you can try to simulate human you know play, and that's kind of what we talked about with the AI in the app, um, which sometimes <laughs> like is hit or miss. Um, but what's kind of the uh, adorable part of the clockwork side of things is some they 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 emulate what the player factions are doing by following a really precise set of rules, like this order of operations, that all stems from just drawing a card off the top of the deck and using that suit to then, you know, answer the question for a lot of, uh, you know, what target clearings are they going to go to? What are they going to create And um, in terms of buildings? And it all goes from there. The, the rules are actually in, for most of the factions, are set. And the, the, the order card, as they call it in the, in the nomenclature, is, is just, you know, whether it's bird, mouse, fox, or rabbit, it just kind of uh, fills in the variable for what type of clearing are they going to go to or whatever. The only one that's, that's not quite that way, and they're all slightly different, but the Vagabot, actually, its turn is totally different in terms of what actions it takes based on what suit it draws. The rest of them, it's like a, a set kind of like laundry list they go through and the suit just makes it you know attack a different direction and this enables not only solo play in root but also playing with smaller uh player numbers but also having other factions at the table to fill out the the forest yeah absolutely and it, uh especially you know before uh, pre hirelings this was a really uh great way to get um facetime with the insurgent factions with you and you know maybe another friend without it just being a t- completely ridiculous game um right you know like crows and alliance or something you can like put in the cats or, or whatever else you need to fill it up um but another thing that which i originally kind of wrote off entirely um it unlocks co-op play where you multiple players go against one or multiple bots you can do it kind of either way and i was originally like well that's not how roots played um but then (laughs) i realized it's actually in the same way that teaching co-op games is sometimes easier than competitive because uh players don't feel like they're they right away are at odds with the teacher and they feel like they're at a loss you can say well let's learn this game together and let's fight this you know 
this cardboard beast uh, of the whatever we're facing. And there are just a couple tweaks that go to the rule set. And then you can, it's kind of like a, um, uh, a learning experience. But there, there are people who say that they actually really enjoy co-op root with their significant other because they're not, you know, it's a pretty antagonistic game, as we all know. Yeah, for, absolutely. Um, so, Sam and it, Kyle, have you guys played a lot of Clockwork? We or have, even co-op? We have played co-op, I think, a total of twice. Maybe three yeah. times, because it was like two times in one night, maybe, Kyle? Does that sound right? Yeah, I, I also played it with uh, uh, our mutual friend Josh as well, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, the, the thing I actually remember from that experience more than anything is how much we messed up the rules. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Because <laughs> I will say that the Clockwork expansion, really fun, especially co-op, is great. And it's such a, like, unique way to approach playing Root. Uh, it, it kind of transforms it into, like, a Spirit Island kind of territory. Right, yeah. Because the, the bots can be quite difficult to, to face against. And you can kind of adjust the difficulty, which is one of the fun parts about it. But uh, it, it's quite fiddly, from my <laughs> recollection of playing it. Like, there's just, like, a lot of intricacies to kind of keep to manage and keep track of during the play. And so I, I guess I was wondering, uh, what's, what's the learning curve like for <laughs> clockwork? Cause I mm. feel like that's a bit of a barrier to enjoying this kind of twist on the way we play root. Yeah. It's, um, I guess you could say vertical. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's, it is not, it is not an easy. So this, I, I found a lot of success, um, you know, as a teacher, I teach best things that I have had to learn and that I can do myself. Like I, I'm really bad at teaching instruments that I can't play as a band director. So I play them all and some better than others. Um, but in the same I way, I can't imagine trying to teach an instrument you can't play. <laughs> it is not. It is not enjoyable. Um, that, uh, maybe try is... blowing harder or yeah. blowing softer. <laughs> Uh, hold you... the string firmer. Yeah, does it hurt your finger? I don't know what to do. Have you tried being better? Um, hit, so hit the drum faster. Yeah, more jazz. Um, <laughs> we laugh, but these are all things variations on things that I've said. These are all reasons no. kids cry in my class. <laughs> yeah, don't come back until you know that part. Um, but yeah, so it's. It was a huge, like the first time I was teaching Root, I was a very bad teacher of the game just because I didn't have my head fully wrapped around it. And I think if you're with a play, sure. a play group that you meet regularly, that's kind of part of the charm. You can all kind of grow together. But my schedule as a, you know, father of two and middle school band director, it's just like kind of scattered. And I the game groups that I have are not regular meeting at this point in my life right sure. now. So it was kind of like, it needs to happen. Like I need to <laughs> nail the teach and the game needs to be awesome. And yeah. that, that was not taking place. So the, the clockwork, I was like, well, this is a opportunity for me to learn all these factions so I can teach them better. Cause then I can play them. And when I was waiting for it to arrive with the underworld expansion, I was like, well, I need, I'm bad at this game. I don't, I need to learn it. it there surely must be videos out there about the clockwork expansion so I can pre-learn it before I can learn the game. And I wasn't really finding it. And that was sort of the impetus two and a half years ago um, for the whole concept of the channel and to, to actually uh, put together videos to teach these things. Because once I did get it, it was a bit of a, of a grok that I had to do. Um, And it, uh, once I really, 
just like root uh you know it is all very literal like if you ever have a question about root like if you're interpreting something that's probably where you're getting it wrong once i finally gave into that concept i got a lot better at the clockwork uh expansion i've i've gotten better over the over the years because at its best and this is what benjamin schmaus the the creator of the better bot project um he said you know the turns should not take a ton of thinking they should not take a lot of time you just need to once you get used to the operations that are in place um ideally when it's working correctly if i'm taking my turn and i'm just playing another bot when it's their turn i shouldn't have to do any pre-thinking like what is the bot going to do it's just draw a card and boom follow all the directions um so it's just like you need to learn all of that <laughs> Right. And then it'll go smoothly, just like a lot of <laughs> a lot of things in life. You're like, oh yeah, just like learn all your scales, and then you'll be great at you know improv or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a lot up front, but then it does get better from there. I can I can assure people, it gets better. It gets you, better. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned your channel. This is Give Pause Hobby. You got lots of great videos on there, not only on the law of robotics and teaching that, but also <laughs> one of the things that I was initially fascinated with you by which was the trumpet compositions inspired by each of the root factions <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> because my brain just can't not be doing things and um and i i i had an idea you know, to to get back into composing because it's something that like kind of comes and goes um mm-hmm. in fits and spurts and i was like i need something to like grab onto and i don't know where it came from but i was like well what if i tried something and and i did make them all uh they weren't just you know fluff they weren't just based off the factions they are each of them has like a pedagogical to pull out my big teacher words um you know a, a aim for the trumpet whether it's like articulation or range or lip slurs and um and yeah so i was because i was in the process of writing a book for um eighth grade you know be pre-high school trumpet players and so it was kind of like a a, the practice for me there it is there's the word and it just sort of like took on a life of its own and i really got into getting as much of that theme out of it while also keeping it something that is like you could learn something from this on the trumpet side even if you have no idea what root and i've i've had some of my trumpet friends are like what are these titles? Like, what is this talking about? And I'm like, yeah, I, I'll talk to you later about it. But tell me if it actually sounds good. Um, and <laughs> and I have gotten some of them actually more interested in Root because of that. Um, so I guess mission accomplished on that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, everyone finds their own way in. Right. Um, well, I will say, Kyle, as a, a middle school trumpet player and having <laughs> my middle school band teacher being like one of the top three most important teachers in my life, uh, I can't imagine playing those compositions because they are <laughs> difficult, right? Like you're not giving yeah. that to your middle schoolers, are you? No, 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 no. Okay. Definitely not. And, and that's the the cha- anyone who's composed for whatever instrument has, I think, at one point or another, composed themselves out of playing it and that experience of like, <laughs> why, why did I do this? Um, and there were a couple times I was like, oh no, I need to record this. <laughs> That's part of like the whole thing. I like make it, I record it and I post the video. I'm like now I need to actually do this. Why did I make it this difficult? But, but yeah, this is not middle school level material. <laughs> All right. So a little bit back to your experience playing with the clockwork. Um, I know that you play it solo. Are you playing it co-op? 
often? Uh, I've only played a co-op a couple of times, uh, yeah. or you know, a handful of times, and usually it has been when either introducing new players or they want to wrap their head around a new faction, mm-hmm. um, or we're just kind of like not feeling the you know antagonism, um, yeah. which does happen. It, you know, we get burned out after a while, but mainly I'm using it for uh, solo or to fill up another one or two slots at the table um, to, to make it again, this is all pre hirelings and hirelings. I'm really excited about They're super fun um, to use, but it's a you know different way to fill up the table, make it more colorful. Um, the, the root bots is still giving that, you know, the, the feeling of having those cats everywhere or having the Alliance pop up, you know, in different places without ha- someone, you know, needing to play that character. Yeah, I, I I was skeptical, I think, initially about the hirelings because I thought, especially in a two-player game of Root, that you're still not breaking up the fact that, like, attacking the other player <laughs> is inherently the best thing to do, right. kind of, you know? Because it's just, like, zero-sum. Like, what's yeah. bad for you is inherently good for me. Uh-huh. Whereas in a multiplayer game of Root, you know, player A attacking player B also benefits players C and D. So... Uh, I, I was initially a little skeptical about hirelings, but I found that it's really hitting a sweet spot, especially three player. I think two player might still be better off with bots, but I right. am enjoying the hirelings, at least in my early experimentations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 like the little bit of politics, even obviously I'm not like talking, I'm not wild and crazy enough to like talk to the robots themselves, but like the the politics of action of like, where am I putting my battles? Where am I... Where am I putting my uh, influence on the board? And if it's just you and another player, right. you know, the, the answer is obvious. It's in their face. Um, right. But sometimes it's like, no, 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 it's in the robot's face. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to bop the, the bot because they're, you know, going to go crazy. And then the politics between you and the other players can actually take place, even without that other person being a meat bag. It's just <laughs> a cardboard root bot. <laughs> I think there's a lot of anthropomorphizing that I do like in the while playing with the root bots where sure. I draw a card and I'm just like, ah, oh, brother, like that wasn't a good play. And we've all <laughs> made bad plays before. But then other times I draw it. And I'm like, I knew you were going to do that. And um, because <laughs> otherwise there are times when you're just like, that is, that was the wrong move. Like a hundred percent. But um, you know, that, while that play that turn might not have it could have gone better with a different suit um then it's still affecting the game state so i you know kind of accept it as that there's very few times when it's just like totally fizzles like the whole turn just like um, it's just sometimes it's it might have been better to put down that other building or whatever kyle what would you say is the thing that i am not getting a complete root diet from by avoiding the root bots like mm. what have you learned in root that you think that maybe people that are playing just multiplayer or four player exclusively are missing out on that's a really good question it's a um, great question it's an yeah. honest Ooh, question man. i'm i'm worried that i'm not as well-rounded <laughs> as i could be all right so I, I, here's the easy one the the like underhand like lofty pitch is more kyle fair and art <laughs> uh, and fair. And I would I would posit some of his best um, for those who have seen uh, the Clockwork Two, um, specifically the Drill Bit Dutchie, like the the mold. That's the one is that stands like, out to me. 
Yeah, my kids are are kind of going through a resurgence of Wally right now, and mm. like the treads on the side, I'm just like, it's just yeah, magnificent. Um, so that's the easy answer of, uh, <laughs> um, and I guess for me the the bigger like more realistic answer is just uh, kind of. I don't know how much you uh, you follow along with like Weird Root and Bot Bot um, and kind of all the uh, other things that that the fans have created for Root and this that's what this was originally you know right. the the mechanical Marquise was a 1.0 um, was something that we don't really talk about and we don't use anymore um, because this has completely surpassed it and I think um, while it does a great job of somewhat simulating the experience of the other factions at its core it's like a weird part of root and it's it's not um if especially for those who are used to really min maxing and being super competitive it's a it's a way to play root where you're there's going to be a time in the game you're like that was not what i was prepared to respond to um, <laughs> and and that's the that's the randomness and um but also the play of the bots it's now for if someone like really wants to be serious it might not be as applicable because the bots are like adjacent <laughs> their rule set is in a lot of ways similar like i just recorded some stuff for the drill bit duchy um that i'm editing right now and i made a point about how those berries the rules up at the top um like price of failure is the the human moles and cost of errors is the name for the for the 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 root <laughs> bot and it's like they just go into the thesaurus and they're like, what words do we use? And if, because if the rule isn't exactly the same, I think this is smart. They make it like obviously a hat tip towards that other rule, but it's not the same word. And if you're, there have been times, like this is my, my cross to bear it, it like being a solo route, like by, by uh, a long shot, like that's the most route that I've played at this phase of my life when my kids are little and take up a lot of my time. Yeah. Um, is that sometimes I'll go to play with like the non rootbot factions and I'll, when I'm teaching it, I'll start to teach it and I'll be like, Oh wait, that's not how that works. That's how the, <laughs> that's how the robots work. Um, right. So yeah, to me, it's just like a way to appreciate root in a, it's like a, a, a puzzle. Um, what is that called? Like a emergent puzzle, um, that kind of creates itself that you get to interact with. Um, and it's it sometimes is really similar. You're like, wow, this is like a game of root with other humans. And other times you're like, this is really weird. Um, but it's in in any case, it's like you're you're deep into the root, the the woodland, the, the whole system, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, just having a curveball thrown at you. I mean, when you've played as right. much yeah, root as we <laughs> all have, and just like you know, I feel like. I've been playing with some people at work recently that are not as experienced. And so I can see what's going to happen in the right. games we're playing. You know, I'm like, oh, gosh, the Eerie is going to run away with this. But I can't just say that because I'm ruining the <laughs> birds players like moment of triumph. And I'm not letting everybody else like learn for themselves. So I just, you know, <laughs> grin and bear it as I'm like, yeah, no, no, they should build another roost. Yeah, no, we should all be... <laughs> I'll be cool with that. So, <laughs> so I do think it's 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 a good idea to have those curveballs thrown at you, uh, so that everything doesn't feel so rote, you know, yeah, which, yeah. which it can, which which is nice about getting a new expansion of any kind. Kind of helps uh, right. throw off your you know your compass of what to do. Um, but yeah, so the new 
expansion for the clockwork just arrived, right? Yeah. Clockwork 2. And this includes the clockwork factions for the lizards, the otters, the moles, and the crows, right? Right. Yep. How, how many games have you got to play with the, with the new stuff yet, Kyle? I just got it, you know, whenever people are listening to it. We're recording this on Tuesday. I got it on the previous Friday. So um, my in terms of, like, actual leader games official uh root bot stuff is really new and i haven't played any games of that this weekend didn't have time to i wanted to but didn't get a chance to but this uh clockwork 2 is a lot closer to the better bot project um i referenced that before it's a, a thread on board game geek by benjamin schmaus who um you know, kickstarted this whole idea of like, what if there were more bots? And I, I don't know if it was originally like in opposition to the original uh, mechanical marquise. I know that, you know, Cole and the team, they, they admit like they didn't, that wasn't like their passion project, like to make a, cause they were like, why would we really <laughs> do that right. much? That's not what root is about. Um, right. Or I, or it might've just been him wanting to see the other factions because the first better bot project like release um, on better on board game geek was the original four. And um, that became like went through iterations. The first clockwork expansion came out and it was a, it was different enough from the better bot project that he since released director's cut, you know, of the, like kind of like the in between because the final step of better bot project wasn't the same as the little little changes i went uh, plug for the channel i went over all the differences between like the director's cut and the clockworks and but this one these these more recent four they um just because i think there were more people to uh test it the forums have become a lot more uh well known so he's getting a lot more feedback and also there was proof of like proof of concept that people were interested in this. So I think, I don't know what the work uh, flow was with leader games, but these bots he's admitted are a lot closer to the end of his development cycle on better bot. So I've, I've actually played with them quite a bit, but just not with the official versions. Um, yeah. Just the, the print and play, um, which with anything, if you're in on like the beta or whatever, you have this weird history of like, oh yeah, this was like a really hard faction. And then like it went through a development cycle and you're like, wait, they're not so hard anymore. Or, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, the, the, the last, I still have the printout, um, the sheets that I've been using for a while now that I can, you know, just like everything, um, hold on to probably longer than I need to. I'm like, but I have the official versions, but I kind of want to keep on to these for like sentimentality. Um, but, but yeah, so I've been playing with them for a while and they're, they're a blast. Um, the original four are great, but uh, the, these next four really add some cool uh, new twists you can put into your games, just like the actual factions did. And have they, has the better bot project come out with stuff for Lord of the hundreds and keepers and iron yet? Or is that still upcoming? It hasn't yet. And, um, there are uh there's work already on people coming up with both those two factions and also interactions with the hirelings um uh, and that is benjamin's like his stated intent for um his next cycle of like work and what he would assume would potentially make uh the bones for clockwork three down the road would be essentially the marauder uh content because everything has to be you know a, a release cycle behind so everyone can have it so we can 
kind of work on it. So I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, uh, just like with the player factions, with the rats and badgers, how much they flexibility they add being two militant factions um, to add those as bots will be super fun. I'm really uh, just kind of like morbidly curious how he will inter- <laughs> interface like the the hirelings because there are some that I think would be easy, like the last dynasty, like go over there yeah. and like boop and hit the other player <laughs> um, like that. You kind of just treat it like your own warriors in, in so many like lines of code. But some of them would be like, would take a little bit more thought process of like how this would interact. And I don't know if that would get like shunted onto some sort of random, um, you know, we have a couple more, we have the, the suit dice now, um, some more right. things. So we don't have to use only, uh, drawing cards off the top of the deck. Um, so that might be something he actually leverages in the hirelings. I'm not really sure, but, um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Clockwork three in the, in the hazy future, what that might become. Yeah. That's so fascinating. I have no idea how a bot could interact with a hireling because I can barely make use of the hirelings. <laughs> I feel like every time I'm like, I just played with the lizard one, uh-huh. the, the promoted side where it's like, you can choose two people to battle in that clearing, or you could move someone from that clearing and have them battle. Mm hmm. And I, I just could never decide what a good move for that was going to be. And right. so I c- can't imagine. A, well, I guess a machine just makes decisions faster. So maybe they'll be better at using yes. hirelings than just, I would. It's a bunch of coin flips at that point. <laughs> but I, it could it uh, potentially uh, just be sort of like the faction themselves, like a version of the hirelings that the bots interface with. Um, and oh. that's how that's how the... Um, for the river folk or rivet folk, um, they like when people are buying from their or uh, from their wares, like they each have their own uh, like things that they will buy that they'll prioritize all the other factions. So it makes decisions for them. And in terms of like what they pay, it's all slightly different. So I think it could potentially be that maybe we get the root bot hirelings that like, us humans we would interact with them the normal way but like if the root bot chooses to use the you know warm sun profits or whatever they just have a different card that you would go off of that would have maybe fewer variables like that um right something more uh, uh palatable for the the root bots uh tastes i'm i'm not sure i'm again i'm i'm just the <laughs> the really excited <laughs> fan of everything that other yeah. people put way more work into uh and i'm happy to to do my end on uh, make videos about it to, to spread the word well that's great um you just said something that blew my mind which was that the root bots buy from the otter bot yeah i did not realize that yeah are you ever like <laughs> stop buying from them other factions? So they actually, it, it's really easy uh, for that specific thing because they're just like there's like a yes no of whether or not the the <clears throat> rivet folk have more victory points than them, and if they do, mm. the other bots are just like nope. <laughs> oh, so, that's a good yeah. Smart. Which you know, I wish I players think, were that intelligent. Yeah, I was gonna for say. Real. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so they all have their um their different you know what they go after, but that th- they have a line in the sand that they will not cross um 
I'm pretty. I, I'm. I'm now that I say that, someone's going to be like, actually, um, which is uh, as a teacher, you know, the best best lessons are ones that I had to relearn because someone pointed out where I was wrong. The same mm-hmm. thing for the root bots, where I'm just like, oh yes, it works like this, and they're like, hmm, you seem to be reading that backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could be wrong, but it's uh, there's definitely that in that they take into account like is the is the rivet folk beating them in the VP game, and if so, just like leave them high and dry um Smart. but yeah it's it's a whole thing like and this is coming from someone who's played a lot of root bot games running the rivet folk with other bots is like a lot <laughs> there's like <laughs> plates plates spinning on plates and um yeah especially when i i was like putting off putting them in a, a, a robo rumble as long as possible i was like i don't want to do it because i'm <laughs> i'm so bad at at uh, forgetting they have like trait cards that you can put in or difficulty cards right, that like slightly right. change the rules. And I, I, I advocate on the channel. I'm like, put it somewhere near the board where the rule is applicable. Don't just put it in like a standard spot where it's like to the right of the board, put it yeah. next to the rule that changes. And I'm still every time I'm just like, Oh man, field hospitals are a thing. Um, which yeah. is, actually a problem for me as a player too so i guess that that's close to home but the just like going around and at the beginning of the turn be like are they going to buy from the rivet folk and trying to remember that and going it was a a lot so that's there's like a a spectrum of uh within the the steep learning curve of like the whole system among the factions there are there's a spectrum of like uh complexity um, for you to, I refer to it as piloting them because you're not really, you know, you're yeah. not playing as them. You're just kind of uh, facilitating them, and that's definitely like the tippy top is the mm-hmm. rivet folk. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wild. Um, <laughs> okay, so now that we're talking about the Robo Rumbles, yes, because I know you log all your plays, Kyle, and yeah. you even log the plays for the bots. Oh yeah. So what? Let's see where this is going. What factions? Have you noticed performing very well from the law of robotics? Uh, so the um the birds, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the ear is just like laser focused on exactly what people should be doing, like just like putting roost down and just expanding out that. Like if a player is able to get up to their like fourth, fifth, sixth, like you know, maxing out their roost, like it's not a surprise that they're probably going to be doing very well. And the, the electric eerie is, um, a little, it's a little, uh, tuned, like Mm -hmm. maybe higher than some of the other ones. So you have to, as a player, I've come to realize like you just really need to more so than even against other players, like go in and shut them down. But if the, the root bots, which is, you know, controlled by the draw of a card, don't pay attention to that it can be kind of brutal. So they, they definitely have, I have, I have a, a, some might say a somewhat unhealthy relationship with data and just like tracking everything. (laughs) Um, and they have of the, is this uh, a cry for help? (laughs) No, I mean, it it probably comes across that way, but I I really do. Put the spreadsheet down. (laughs) There's a spreadsheet in my hand and I won't, I won't do it. Um, but yeah, they have phone. It's over the photo of his kids. You can't see the kids. (laughs) (laughs) These spreadsheets are one of my children, but yeah, they have a 50% win rate, um, that I've seen, which is, 
and the other ones are like nowhere. And this is taking into account, uh, you know, co-op, solo, uh, multiplayer, Robo Rumbles, everything. Um, but that is that is a ratio that none of the other <laughs> bots are anywhere close to. Least of which the cats, which I've <laughs> had in twenty-seven games, and they have won a grand total of two. <laughs> wow! Oh. <laughs> so that is uh, they're uh, you know, they're there to help help us like populate the forest and then kind of get beat up a little wrecked. bit, but <laughs> sure, yeah, and then sure. get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I know there was like some errata about the Electric Eerie. Are you including that in? Are you playing them as yeah. you got them? Yeah, I. Um, that was also part of that learning curve we talked about when I first played with the. It's like, all right, I think I'm ready to play this, and I started playing with the Electric Eerie like uh, original, you know, uh, off the presses, and it was is something with their move action. Uh, whether a clearing had a roost or not, or rather, you know, a, a roostless clearing was the first tiebreaker if there were ever two clearings that they could target, um, rather than it being written into the code. And so, if the if the original like criteria were met, it would go to just like the uh, I think it was least amount of enemy warriors or. Mm, no, I'm not sure, but it wasn't. It didn't care about roosts, so it would like branch off from its first uh, clearing, and then it would be like, "Now where should we go?" And they would march right back to their first clearing, and then they would go into turmoil because they're oh. like, "Oh, nuts! We can't make a oh. roost." Um, and so it was like a pretty, pretty like brutal error, um, yeah. like writing the code, and and so that got fixed. But it also it um, went from. It used to do everything uh, by suit, so it would do like all the actions of mouse, and then all the actions in in order like that. And then they changed it to just be we're gonna do all these moves and then all these battles. So it's it's a lot nicer because you just do the same action four times. Um, because even when you're pretty familiar with it, reading the specifics of like, especially the tiebreakers, be like, now was this most victory points or most buildings or whatever? Right. And um, to be able to just do recruit, 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 and then move, 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 um, and just do the same thing, but for the different uh, suits is way nicer than having to stay in one suit and do all four of those actions, which is just long enough to then when you go to the next suit, be like, now what did I do for battle again? <laughs> yeah. um, so that part of the errata, I think, was maybe just like a UI <laughs> sort of mm-hmm. change. Sure. But the, the the targeting thing was like a massive, uh, just like, you know, kill screen error <laughs> that they took <laughs> out. Uh, and once that got fixed, then it was like, oh, now they're very good. Now now they're a, a threat for sure. Yeah, well, let's kind of get into that UI because I know that it's a little, uh, Kyle called it fiddly. It's a little <laughs> cumbersome to operate, especially when you do like a Robo Rumble and you got like four bots going at once. But I mean, it's the opinion of this podcast that we love Root and that you should uh, play all of Root, including the clockwork stuff, to be a full, well-rounded player. But Kyle Frost, would you suggest, (laughs) if the only way they're going to play Root is with the bots, would you suggest that? This might be like a spicy take that like Mm -hmm. other people would just kind of put their noses up, but I I think so. I think Mm -hmm. if someone is, is interested in kind of like the coin system um like type game that they can get 
a feel for without having other people around, whether they're, they just don't have a game group or they don't meet as often as they would like to. Um, I think, and I could be totally just like off on an Island unto my, like by myself and no one else would ever agree with this, but I have gotten a ton of, uh, fun, not just for, you know, content stuff for the channel, but like just playing things when I, you know, first time I printed off the, uh, Lord of the hundreds, I was like, well, let's, you know, spool it up and get some bots on there and play. Mm -hmm. And so I've gotten a ton of, uh, use out of the bots, um, both for learning new factions, but just, you know, enjoying the game. Um, and then all the other multipliers of filling up slots at the table or introducing friends with co-op and stuff. So I say, yes, I say if, if you have the, I mean, it's not, the other problem is it's not a cheap thing. No. And I think we all sort of take, you know, I'm, I'm like biting off pieces of like a large scale loot root review (laughs) that I've been putting off for a long time. And I'm doing it in chapters because of like what boxes I got, because I don't think it would be fair to just like for me to review root with, I have everything. And I think, um, you know, reviews, a lot of us are, are, are things we read or we watch to just like validate thing purchases we've made. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) at least I do sometimes I'm like, yeah, that was a good call. But you know, in my mind, I'm thinking of the people who haven't made that, that choice or, or those purchases yet. And to them, they're not going to just go to the leader game store and put everything in their cart because that's going to be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might, I guess, but but um, and so to really get the most out of root, you need kind of to keep adding to it. But even still, the base box and the Clockwork One expansion, I think, would get you a really good idea if this is a path you want to continue down. And at that point you know, then you can either reach out to other people to play, um, get the, uh, I would say underworld expansion. Cause that's always <laughs> the one I point to people to go to first. And now the clockwork too. Um, so yeah, uh, again, might be a take that very few people agree with, but I would say there's more than enough content to get your money's worth out of this. If, if you're willing to, uh, tackle the learn, um, and you really like solo games, and there's that's a thriving community of people who play a lot of you know whether it's Mage Knight or Spirit Island or whatever else. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of my top games uh, for that reason, um, at least in part. Yeah, I think I'm the podcast's resident solo gamer, um, <laughs> and I know that uh, you you have a big video on spirit Island. I think I remember watching mm-hmm. a video where you talked about, you bought it before like a conference that you were away at and then you just played it nonstop. Is that right? Yeah. I, so I'm in the national guard band. I'm a, a trumpet player in the army and I went to uh, army music school and was mm-hmm. there for three weeks. Um, and on By top the way, of it, the conductor for the army sounds like the scariest person I could imagine. That sounds like that's just a strict person on top of a strict person. That's it's, why. That, it, it definitely can be. Is this baton like, a sword? Just draws out a bayonet and is like, no mistakes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. What were you saying, Kyle? But yeah, so on top of me being away from uh, family and everything, it was 2020, this, uh, that like spring. So I was, or, or like later that summer. So it was in lockdown. Like we were able to go there um, and we were on site, but in our hotel rooms. And then we would get together like outside for some things. So yeah, I logged a lot of hours in Spirit Island um, when I was there and played all the spirits that I had. And that's another one of my uh, top games because it just keeps something that draws you back in, uh, just like all the factions here. Yeah, yeah, and another game where it's like the learning curve is a little vertical (laughs) and Uh there's kind of like... You do just flip an invader card, but you're like, well, hold on. They explore here because they come from a building and like, you know, there's a lot to track, but that still can end up in a totally satisfying gaming experience. There's not a lot that I feel like matches Spirit Island for me in terms of like that, like juice of like trying to want to get better at it. Right. Um, and I I feel that way with multiplayer root. Are you like that with the bots? Are you trying to get better at defeating the bots, or is it more just like kind of being able to practice the faction you're playing? Um, I think the only one that I've uh really had a like goal of getting better at are the is the electric eerie. Um, mm-hmm. just to be like I am. I am the adult in there. I am the human here. I should, <laughs> adult. I should be able to do this. And uh, so it was kind of just like a, a sticking point for me. Like I need to figure this out. I um, like I can reason through it. But aside from that, it's it's really kind of um, just like going into the chaos and being like, which which factions do I think would be fun um, to have together? Or, you know, I want to learn how to play the, the, the rats or whatever. Um, and then it's like, what do I want to fill up the table with? Um, so I really haven't dived into like getting better at them. Um, I've definitely gotten better at using them, but there mm-hmm. are definitely times when I'm just like props where props are due. Like you got me this time root bot and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I'm the adult in this situation. <laughs> I'm the real human. What's that? Oh, your score marker just seems to be going down the track. <laughs> Bet you wish you had hands. <laughs> or the capacity for love. <laughs> All right. Um, Kyle, I'm going to hit you with a hard question. Send it. What's up? Uh, with the thematic dissonance for you with the root bots, like, are you imagining that your woodland faction is taking on robots in the woodland, or are you able to separate those things? What's going on in your head with when that's going down? You know, I no no joke. Like as much as you talk about how much I love the artwork of them, um, mm-hmm. I think when I get into the game, I'm just like, all right time for the game and like the theme just like boop, out the window but now that we're talking about it um and i'm not taken up by all the mechanics i'm i guess like i don't know i guess maybe it's like why did someone make all these robots we don't know but they're just like running amok now and it was the tinker it it, It was the tinker it's always the tinker (laughs) and just just made like way more of these metallic birds than anyone ever needed (laughs) and then just like all right see ya i'm gonna go to the mountains good luck and and now these things uh it's kind of like uh 
it never should have been unearthed. Like we've delved too deep and we like open up this like cave and there's the, all these robot birds and they're like, burp, 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 and it just like, take over the woodland. And uh, so, yeah, I guess again, never really thought about the theme now, but that's my new Canon is that yeah, they yeah. are just like the final, the, the dying gasp, like last action of a horrible tinker who, who just like left the scene and now we have to deal with it. <laughs> if if somebody got inspired by this conversation and they were looking to throw a bot down on the table, uh, maybe with a friend, maybe solo, uh, what what's your preferred way of doing it? If you're going to play solo, do you play with two bots? If you're playing uh, uh, with another person, do you do one or two bots? Do you do co-op? What's like, what do you think uh, would set someone up for success having been inspired by this conversation? Uh, yeah, that's a, uh, another Excellent question, Sam. I'm full uh, of them. I'm full of them. <laughs> I mean, I know his question sounds like a middle schooler, but you don't have to congratulate him for everyone. As, as I was saying that, I was like, boy, this is really going to come across like, a, oh, good job, And Sam. thank you for raising <laughs> your saying, hand. Yeah, you did a great job not just standing up as soon as you were the, the bell rang. Um, hey, I didn't do that well in school. I'll take it where I can get it. A teacher's <laughs> approval is a teacher's approval. Same. Uh, and and a, a quick teacher aside, like me now being in front of the room, I'm just looking out. I'm like, that kid was me. Or rather, <laughs> I I was that kid. I'm just like, it's yeah. the worst. I, I was the worst. I just want to yeah. go to all my teachers and be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I would say um, for solo, uh, I usually play against a couple bots. Um, against one is... I've done it before and just like, you know, we've all played two player root and it's, it is workable, but it's not really how it's intended. You know, that's not where you're really getting the most out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but if you're just starting to learn the bots, I would for sure do that. And I would always point to, while they have a really low win rate, um, the cats are the easiest faction to pilot. Um, and I think that's a great way. It's also to me, like the iconic look of root is just like cats everywhere and then yeah. other things yeah. elsewhere. Um, so it gets you that like hook of like whatever faction you're playing against the catch. Like, Ooh, this is interesting. Cause we're not, uh, you know, red and, and black, like checker pieces on the side of a board. Um, we are very different forces. So I would start there if you're just getting into it, um, against one, but if you can get to two bots, um, it's, I think it's a it's more interesting because then you have like the three body problem like where you're figuring out where you're going to put your influence. Uh with other players, I think it depends on uh if I'm introducing people to the game, I might play co-op against one. Uh I it, that's what I usually do or if there's someone who's totally comfortable with confrontational games, I would just play uh the regular route but with one bot include it so mm -hmm. there's always like a receptacle that i can put my my uh antagonism that doesn't have to be the other player <laughs> yeah. um because sometimes you're like wow my plans are really coming to fruition and i really don't want to just like smush the other person i'm trying to like foster love of this game <laughs> like boy that's a good remember? that's a good episode title receptacle <laughs> for your antagonism <laughs> Yeah, that I, you know, we just need some place to put it, and and sometimes <laughs> it's the bots, and um, and uh, so yeah, I would play with one uh one bot that way. But if you're with someone else who, you know, four player route is where 
things really get to be fun, like and interesting. And so if you're playing with another another person, you're like, I would love to play like quote real root with four people around the table. Then you know if you're both familiar with it and you know the bots, then throwing two on the table is for sure what I would recommend. But yeah, starting small and introducing them one at a time because the the thing is, unlike you know Spirit Island, I've never played as more than one spirit in solo. Uh, Spirit Island. It's overrated. Don't listen to the. Don't listen yeah. to them. I'm like it's just. Cr- just one spirit is plenty. It's, it's a yeah, great game. How it scales down to one. But you know? combos, I know. On, you guys. Combos. You're on the cute little island. <laughs> you can share. There's support characters that can't do well without something to support. No, it's fun no, to understand that's your an spirit's weakness. That's you know? right. That's, yeah. I, I remember the creator on a on a podcast they they heard that people were doing four player solo and he was like I don't even do that. Like that's just <laughs> madness. But in that game it's difficult because those interactions are important. Like you yeah. need to if you can, if you can kind of uh departmentalize your brain and be like, "Ooh, yeah, the the support character can work here and then you get that uh multiplayer feel but with solo." But in uh with Clockwork with the the root bots you don't need to worry about that. Adding other bots, all you're adding is additional uh, order of operations because there's never a point on like one bot's turn where you'd need to like check with the other bot to see if they have something aside from the river folk um, if they are going to buy something. So if you're against you know three bots like me and three others, it's my turn. I can be you know focused on it, and then it's like all right, bot one. Now bot two, now bot three, and now back to me. And the only the challenge is, and I you know most people when you're playing solo don't need to worry about it. But I've thought about it when I'm making content. It's like if I'm busy piloting these bots, I don't have any time for me to think about what I'm doing on my turn. So it gets back to me. And that solo games like it's time just becomes this like flat disc, and you're like whatever, I'll (laughs) sit here and think. But when I'm like trying to make a video, I'm like oh yeah, I guess I don't know what I'm gonna do this turn. (laughs) Um, But it's uh you know when you just go over to the root bot turn, that's it. That's your little world. Adding more bots, uh, it doesn't add complexity because layering them, it just adds more, um, you know, rules you need to remember when mm-hmm. it's their turn. So it's mm-hmm. it's really not that bad once you climb that vertical hill, learn the system. Each of the additional bots are just kind of like a variation on the theme. That's awesome. Are there like maps that you've noticed the bots behave particularly strangely or strongly in, or even like a deck? Well, so the funny thing about the deck, like, I just don't play with the E&P, like, with the bots, because they, they're they essentially, like, anything that's not the suit or an item they can craft, they just ignore entirely. Right. And so, to me, um, you know, the, like, written in the code of all the bots is, like, what they are paying attention to in the game. And what's interesting when I've I've spent this much time looking and and analyzing them and making content about them is like what the different bots are prioritizing, whether that's building slots or victory points or whatever. And nowhere in there is are are the abilities that you can unlock in the base deck or the uh, Exiles and Parsons, but way more so in that one because they're just like, you can make this crazy, you know, homunculus like faction that's able to do all this or that's not the uh, Frankenstein there it is uh this faction is able to do all this crazy stuff and they're never going to 
you know, sabotage it because they don't know that that is a card that they can use. Right. So you're just able to completely unfairly make this like, you know, Swiss Army knife. Um, and they're so I don't ever play with it, uh, with them. But but maps, yeah, the the winter map, um, it because I play solo so much, like the winter map is just like at the very very bottom because of that northern pass mm-hmm. the the bots just like do not understand and they get they just like beep boop boop and they just get so <laughs> like stuck in that stupid hallway up at the top and and it's like this was a good game until you just like forgot that the rest of the map existed and you focused up there so that one like really it's super interesting for humans it like totally short circuits the bots like more often than not and the lake one has some weird stuff too i i you know assumed that the 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 fairy would add in some interesting aspects to it but i don't know they usually just like like ground it somewhere and then just like never use it they just Mm. like bury it but uh, i'm interested to start using the landmarks more often and Mm. see how that um you know that's also i've seen on the uh uh woodland warriors discord like ideas about how to use uh the landmarks and the easiest one would just be the lost city just like it's it's everything and i think that would be would make for really interesting interactions because that's you know nine times out of ten the order card is talking about what clearings are we going to focus on and one clearing that's just everything um i think would make for some really interesting games with the bots so i haven't Again, haven't in- implemented that just yet, but looking forward to messing with the the bots a little bit with it. That's great. Yeah, Excellent. yeah. It's it's wild that you don't play with E and P because you're like, oh, I I'd be overpowered if I chose that deck. I mean, in theory, like, yeah. <laughs> I it, and this is all like I'm just assuming that giving given all those uh, options, it would get to a point where I'm just like, I don't even know I'm playing this game. But I mean there are times I've gotten beaten by the, especially when I ramp up the difficulty. Um, so I suppose that could be its own puzzle challenge. Are there any particular just, card interactions that like, yeah, do feel like crazy wonky or anything or throw the programming for a loop? Uh, really the only one would be the favor cards. Um, yeah. because again, like the bots just don't know that that exists. They are, it's like, a you know, they're like 2d, creatures and at that moment like i'm a 3d creature i'm like haha and there's like what is this um and so if they've like built up all their things in all mouse clearings and like right from the you know halfway through the game i just like happen into that i'm like well i'm gonna hold on to this and i think it's gonna serve me well in a little bit um so that one feels it feels a little bit like oof on their part will they ever Um, use it (laughs) No, no they, right. they'll they they'll never right? do. No, the only thing they do with cards and and I kind of it's like a running. Uh, I don't know if you can call it a joke. It's a running reference <laughs> in the videos. Is the top of every bot except one is the same two things, and it's draw an order card and then craft it if it's an available item um, for only one victory point. That's all they get. But uh, they never the rest of the card they just like ignore completely. Yeah. Uh, if it's if it's anything else on there, they just don't care about it. They've got other things to do. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. We've got some rapid fire questions, kind Ooh. of just about your relationship to Root, Kyle. I want to know right. what is your favorite uh, 
faction, like a player faction, and then your favorite root bot faction. Mm. Um, I, I at the risk of sounding like cult of the new, I I have to say, uh, Lord of the Hundreds is I really like as a player faction. Uh, obviously, mm. I guess. Yeah. Um, is just super. <laughs> it's super fun to be that like pointed in yeah <laughs> and it's like you you know everyone knows what i'm about and uh i'm just gonna you know race you to being the best at it uh, so i love <laughs> i love playing as uh, lord of the hundreds and uh in terms of the root bots well I, I think the vagabot is to me like a perfect little thing to add to a game because it's it's this faction that it's its own thing you know it's just different from everybody else so it's kind of neat to say all right we're all going to play big you know whether it's militant or insurgent factions and then the one bot we add in the game is this other faction that already does things completely different from anyone else so it almost seems like (laughs) fitting like the vagabot could have just been the only version of the vagabond like like it (laughs) never would have existed except if it was the bot um so i do like you can just like put that in and it's like robot link just like running around the, the landscape but in reality my really favorite are the moles and that's because they're the only one that actually (laughs) that learn like i learn to love um (laughs) because they do sway their ministers as the game goes on um Mm. and they actually start by swaying two uh which they didn't originally in the earlier version and then it just kind of was they didn't like ramp up enough speed Mm -hmm. um so now you start by flipping two cards and swaying those two ministers and so depending on what you flip they can have totally different strategies um, that that just wouldn't exist if you didn't flip those, you know, the formal or captain or whatever. Um, so it's really interesting because the other bots, every turn is just like, well, we know what they're going to do. It's just a matter of what color card comes off the top. Sure, but the sure. moles actually change over the course of the game. And I think that's really, I mean, I'm in it for just like this unfolding puzzle and that's like the definition of it right there is this bot that like kind of gets better in a somewhat predictable way and you can respond to it because like oh they've gotten all the fox ones so far whatever it may be so that's definitely that wasn't a very rapid fire answer to your rapid fire question (laughs) yeah it's crazy if you like really lean close to the uh the board for the duchy bot you can actually hear them saying in their little robot voice I don't have it on my turn. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. getting Did smarter. Did the bots ever, really like, good. annoyingly point shade or, like, straight up lie about being able to win? Yeah, they're just like, no, no, no. Look at them. Look at their, <laughs> look at their board state. <laughs> okay, but nobody else buy from the river folk, okay? <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> All right. Uh, Kyle, what is your favorite map en route? Uh, the lake map. I <laughs> I really like I really like the lake map. I mean, I the the autumn like the original map is um kind of the the OG like I've spent the most time in um mm-hmm. but the lake map I think it's just so interesting like how much it opens around the lake but also how narrow it is on those like two sides of the lake that there have been so many games that have uh come down to those like bottlenecks. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um and and so it it seems like both this oh I should have access to like everywhere I need because of the lake but like if the ferry's not there you don't and so it's also I think my I think it looks the coolest yeah. and yeah I'm not there's a lot in it's my true. life that not just root that I'm like 
I think that's my favorite because I think it looks the best. <laughs> so I can't enter enter uh you know take that out from my uh, calculus there. I guess. Yeah. All right. Kyle, favorite root card? My favorite root card, like, honestly, this is going to make me sound lame because I don't really have a favorite root card. I've listened to... (laughs) (laughs) They're all equally my favorite. Uh, As as both the the, uh, dad and a teacher. He's a centrist! Um, Get him! (laughs) (laughs) They're all on a perfect plateau of liking this. Um... No, so so one. Uh, this is not quite a total cop out, but my favorite cards are uh, not a specific uh, dominance, not rabbit, bird, or otherwise. But I think the the set of dominance cards, because uh, again, based off of the type of root that I've played the most of, we don't play us us solo players with the root bots. We don't play with the dominance cards in the game. Um, because again, the root bots are like, I don't understand what this means. Um, and so you only use the dominance cards if there are three, I think three or more players with the root bots. Um, because there's at least a couple other people that could like see what's going on and you really can't convince a bot to do anything about it. So when I do play actual like meatbag root and I can have the dominance cards in them, I just think it is always really interesting both from the players who are i'm teaching and they either just like cast them off like i don't know what this thing is or they go for like broke and they go for a dominance card they have no business going for (laughs) and and i just have to sit there and be like "Mm, time to learn a lesson (laughs) Uh, or or when there was one time i I'm I'm terrible at playing the the otters and that's also because I against the bots I know which ones they would go for when they're buying to a certain degree and I just feel like that again that would just be me doing like three dimensional or like four dimensional chess and just like not be fun be like oh how what am I going to put in there so when I play them against players I'm just like terrible with them and one time I was so stupid that I just like dropped the price of cards enough to be like just buy something from me and my friend was like oh you mean like this dominance card you have and he just like completely just destroyed uh and and i you know was so focused so like narrow uh banded on like no one's buying from me that i was like i'll make everything cheap and i fell into the trap um was it rabbit dominance no it was bird dominance actually and he makes sense he he was a, a moles player and he just like boop and just like yeah. pooped out a bunch of moles in the corner and uh yeah then well, that was it yeah that's the wow end. i'm i i did not see dominance being the favorite card <laughs> especially because i know you're such a big like kyle farron fan of the art i assumed that i don't oh, know yeah. well i mean if, if in that case it's coffin makers um, well, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> then that then that one's a, a easier one, but yeah, it's purely the novelty of uh, dominance, and I'm sure like you know when and if my game group actually gets to be a more regular thing and I'm playing with people more often, I'm sure I'll get to the point where I'm like I do not like these cards anymore, or I'll I'll find <laughs> that that one card I really do. But for now, that's that's my that's my answer. That's great. <laughs> Who is your favorite army conductor? Ooh, great question. My favorite army conductor. That's a that's a tricky one. I mean, I'm just I immediately went to uh well John Philip Sousa. Yeah, John Philip Sousa, <laughs> of course. I mean uh, we were all, we all going to say it. 
I just like went through like people I've known. I'm like, well, I can't say in case they play rude and listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Souza, all day. Classic. I want to know, Kyle, what is your favorite composition you made of the root factions? Like, if if someone's only gonna listen to one and be like, oh yeah, I want to get a little trumpet melody mm. uh, to represent a root faction, which one are you the most proud of? <laughs> I would say the, I think the Crows one is the one I did first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of like the same phrase, but I just kind of added notes in between. Like the first time I played it was just like the downbeats. Mm-hmm. And then I added in notes in between that. And I just like kept adding it to make it kind of just like a hacky bebop sort of line. Um, is I'm not like really an actual great improv player. I just teach teach it. Um, but the I I think I like that one best. It is the first one, so it might be that like the first foray has the uh you know the sticks around the but or the the vagabond one because I got to show off mutes. Um, that oh, was right. like, the thing I did because the vagabond has all these different things it can do. Um, and uh, as a brass player, like mutes are just always fun. Like. If you anyone out there, we define we define a muted note in terms of like brass for for the non music folks. Yeah, yeah. So so for brass instruments, stuff you buzz into and music comes out. All <laughs> of our sound comes out the bell, um, and because of the, unlike a woodwind, uh, flute, saxophone, it sound just comes out everywhere. It's just like a leaky pipe um that that sound comes out but brass it only comes out the bell unless you have a a a hole somewhere and you gotta get it fixed so because of that you can put uh things into the bell uh from you know there are some mutes uh made of like plastic wood metal cardboard and they either totally cover up the the bell and like make a smaller hole or they cover up part of it or you can even just use your hand um and do like the wah wah effect. Mm-hmm. And and so it just like opens up all these different timbres you can do with brass instruments. It's like here's the natural like trumpet sound and now it's with a straight mute. Now it's with a harmon. And so for anyone out there who hasn't uh, trumpet player specifically, but all brass have these um figure this out on their own, the guaranteed laugh that's like built into the human race. I don't I don't understand it, but it is it has not failed me is when I'm going through all my mutes and I put in the Harmon mute, which has a stem so you can like, I'm doing this on video. I know people aren't seeing this makes for great podcast. <laughs> I'm making this like motion that I'm like covering something up and lifting my hand out and makes it like the wop, 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 wop. <laughs> and, and just like kindergartner, like preschoolers, like sub preschoolers, they just laugh at it. It's just like a funny sound that that we all like have some cartoon we can think back to or we've heard it in some uh arrangement but like it's just built into the human race they're like that's funny and the rest of the mutes are like oh okay that's an interesting i don't none of the other ones just like elicit laughter like that i don't right. understand what Kyle, it is, i'm gonna but... grab a few of those and pepper them throughout the podcast just to see when people <laughs> laugh and then we'll confirm it later on when they reach this point <laughs> wow they give you that like you get the statistics for when people laugh on your podcast that <laughs> yeah Podbean is really thorough yeah, really that is bad. impressive <laughs> yeah. Podbean is listening <laughs> 
Well, I, I, that's all I got. Yeah, thank you so much, Kyle. Man, I, this was a world I did not know about, so I'm so glad you got to walk us through the intricacies of it. Give Pause Hobby is where folks can find you. We'll absolutely put a link to uh, your channel in the description. Uh, anything awesome. else we need to promote? Uh, I don't think, oh, I will be, uh, for those trumpet, uh, the Venn diagram of trumpet <laughs> players and those who love root i will be i will be coming out with the two new factions uh soon tm yeah um i mean i i just start, i have ideas up in the old noodle uh for what kind of thematically um i want to do for them but haven't really started writing um i also for like the way way back machine um the first thing i did before i made any videos for root was make the uh, faction flow chart um of how to like kind of like a tongue-in-cheek like oh right um, choose I a faction this. and like just a ask a bunch of questions and um i need to update it uh with the new factions out the the rats and the badgers and there are many people who have been very adamant that um the birds are more than just about battling um and so i might need to adjust some of the other mm. questions because i'm taking Taking the the constructive criticism, excellent, um, and excellent. So yeah, that at some point that'll be updated as well. But okay. New music, new faction flowchart, and new uh, rootbot stuff coming out uh, even sooner. TM. Well, excellent. Well, thanks again for being on the show, uh, Sam and Kyle. Thank you as always. And I think we would all agree that if a root clockwork faction were to chant, it would do it in four four time, right? <laughs> oh, obviously. Just, just a pretty consistent. Root, 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 root. root. root.